0: episode of the in real deep podcast i'm your host steve samino and with me as always is my co-host andrew johnson hello andrew
1: how's it going i, I usually have a quip but yeah i, I was gonna say so what long. do we have a
0: thing that, that i don't remember what it is anymore <laughs> it's been
1: so long it's uh <laughs> there was I a script have... at one point
0: that obviously now is out the window so
1: yeah no i usually try to do some line from a movie but that we were talking about but i don't have one
0: we're talking about um, all the movies today andrew that's that's why we do this podcast that's, though that's we come back and do all the movies right.
1: that's right yeah uh uh i should have just used chris rock's joke from last year's oscars whatever that was before you got uh, punched you mean the punchable joke? yeah 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 that one i literally <laughs> forgot that happened until like I, you probably saw that chris rock had like a live
0: Netflix sure. On, yeah, on Saturday, right?
1: And I watched it, and you know, I'd had a couple of drinks, and we were just sitting there, and I, I just, I love Chris Rock. So I, I, that event is was so shocking at the time, but so not central to my life after the two weeks after.
0: So you watched the Rock special, not even like most people watched it, waiting for his like first like explicitly yeah. public comments on the slap. But that no, wasn't you. Insane. You were just watching it for comics.
1: Somehow it surprised me when it came up. And then I was like, oh, of course he's going to talk
0: about <laughs> Yeah, it. that's literally all I cared about. My dad was like, I watched the Chris Rock thing. And I said, oh, what did he say about the slap? That was all I cared about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not yeah,
1: you. Yeah. I don't know. I'd had a couple of... I don't know. Yeah. You're
0: not so – you have two kids. You're not keeping track of every minutiae of popular culture ins and out. You just remember – you kind of remember that nine months – ten months ago, he slapped somebody. your got slapped.
1: Yeah. No, like even when he was talking, he talked about uh, – there are cartoon characters like uh like he's uh, the zebra from Madagascar, mm-hmm. and Will Smith is like the shark from Shark Tale, or whatever.
0: Uh, that was the part I connected with most these days. Oh, sure. that's, that's, that's usually <laughs> the top my head. Your life is one animated character at a time now, right? <laughs> I've seen
1: so many Minions movies. Oh, I can't I even like imagine.
0: Them. I kind of it's, like them, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I there, there's a couple kids' movies that I'm looking forward to watching when my own children, at least one child, is born in the near future. I'll be joining you in fatherhood uh, soon, Andrew, which is very exciting. But I, there's some love. that I'm very terrified of watching over and over again, just because I know it's going to exhaust me to no end.
1: Uh, Yeah, like the cycle now, because my kids are seven and four, is like... It, Like two, three, four was like the same movie over and over and over again for three months. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's never the same movie. Well, sometimes it's the same movie, but never like repeat, repeat, repeat. But with that, because of the streaming services, comes like an incredible amount of garbage yeah like, truly truly like things you did not know ever existed and cannot even imagine existed and like even anna my oldest she has the netflix thing that i think we all do which is like i've got so many
0: choices i literally can't make a choice like, yeah she does that some mornings <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me long for the days of like can we just watch frozen again like it's just so much easier moana like just show it 100 DVDs.
1: that's your choice <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so yeah. Uh, well, there you go, everybody. There's your there's your little brief Andrew's family yeah. update to start this episode. And yeah. in, yeah. in our best big of 2022.
1: The big one for you too. The in real deep family gets. That's true. It's bigger. Adding gets bigger. more,
0: adding more humans. Yeah, that's what we need. More yeah. little babies that we can make watch movies with us. So you're doing that. Well, you're doing the Lord's work in that regard. They're they're little cinephiles already, right? Uh, oh,
1: yeah. It's or all Little TV
0: contentophiles, TV. at least, right? They might not recognize uh, like cinema yet.
1: Yeah, no, I mean Anna's a huge, huge movie fan. Allie's still, maybe she she likes she likes it too. But Anna, Anna loves movies. We can't wait to see uh the new Mario. Super oh, Mario. in theaters? Is okay. that a plan? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. I think so. Yeah. Hey, she? Yeah. She's been to the movies a bunch of times now, right? I mean, obviously COVID disrupted movie plans, but she's been.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this is how it, I actually wrote something for my my new pseudo home. Uh, oh, plug it, please. But- the film 101.club um it's got all my old film 101 stuff and then very very sporadic <laughs> um pieces as but we I wrote, do
0: as as is as is the style of the times
1: yeah I, I wrote about how like sort of post-covid and i'm not even sure whether you're allowed to say that like you know ha- some habits come back some habits change I used to play basketball every week. Uh, I haven't been able to find a game now. I'm playing tennis. I don't know who I am anymore wow. in some ways. And one of the habits that for me has not come back in full is is going back to the theater. Partially because of my life, but also, um, it's just it's just you fall out of the habit, um, mm-hmm. and I I miss going and so. So I've seen I've, I saw two movies in
0: the theater last oh, year. Oh, I did see this. Please please tell the audience what the, <laughs> uh
1: so I mean and I've seen three I've seen three movies in the theater since we got vaccinated. Uh, not counting a couple drive-in movie theaters we have one near us. Um, or are drive-in movies. So the first one was you and I went and saw in the Heights a long sure time did. ago. Yeah, That was the last time we saw uh, each other. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> I saw in October, purely because I had a couple hours to kill without my wife, we saw Lyle Lyle
0: Crocodile. I'm told that Javier Bardem is really good in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Is this true?
1: Uh, mm, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But uh, and, and then I saw Avatar, but like really three quarters of it because my brother filled me up with beer in Chicago
0: yeah. before that. It's a long movie. His long movie. It's a movie so to be stoned during, not to be drunk during. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, but I'm hoping this is the year, I like, that's my New Year's resolution. Well, I'm one of them that is to sort of get back to the theater a little more. It's safe out there. The girls are interested in going. There's stuff that's worth seeing at the theater. You're going to
0: the... start going right when I have to stop going. <laughs> yes. We're going to pass the torch a little bit. Because I've been going. Yeah. I have the Alamo yeah. season passed, and I've been going yeah. to the Alamo draft House in D.C. Yeah. at least once a week. So I've been yeah. seeing. I saw Mars Attacks last night. So yeah. I've been yeah. seeing pretty much everything they're throwing at me. But come August... I'm not gonna be going for at least a couple months. So yeah, it's yeah. uh you're gonna you have to you're gonna have to take the take the the helm back and, and do your thing.
1: You uh yeah, I'll I'll take the baton from you, yeah, buddy. It's no, no problem. I wanna see the do like the next Dune. I don't know when that comes out. I think sure. it's this year. I think like this year. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like the Super Mario, like, there's like I don't know, I'd probably drag the girls to the Little Mermaid
0: remake and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Or actually, they'll
1: drag me, probably. A yeah.
0: um... little woke family going to see Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> God, don't just... I will I will say, I've been, I saw a Little Mermaid trailer one time, before Avatar 2, actually. I saw yeah. a Little Mermaid trailer in theaters, and the audience applauded the Little Mermaid trailer. So... Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I i thought the Disney remake uh juice was totally gone, but it seems like that there is there is some audience for Little Mermaid. I mean, Little Mermaid is such a hit. Like that's the one I don't want any of these movies to exist, but Little Mermaid does feel like maybe one that was such a long time ago now. I feel a little I feel a little okay with that. We'll see. It'll probably be terrible, so
1: um yeah, I don't I'm not holding out much hope. <laughs> they're, <'cause> all, I... <laughs> they're all extremely crap. But I mean you gotta see it. With with kids, with two daughters, I mean you're locked in. We're batting zero, I, I think, on, on
0: the remix. And as
1: far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's but, probably but, true. But... <laughs> wow, I'm trying to think of a good one, and honestly, I don't know if I can.
1: <laughs> Not Pinocchio.
0: <laughs> no? Oh my god, literally. We started Pinocchio, we turned it off five minutes in because it was so bad. <laughs> like, we couldn't get through. Not Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, let's be clear. Yeah. But the, the Robert Zemeckis one is just dog shit. It was, mm-hmm. it was a nightmare. Yeah.
1: I half watched the whole thing and it was. I should have turned it off. It was revolting. <laughs> it was so bad.
0: It looks terrible. It was. We just couldn't justify it anymore. We're like, I can't do it. Like, this is such you know, a waste of time.
1: Uh, we may get to this, but Tom Hanks, who we love on this podcast, is making some interesting choices.
0: Yes. I, I mean, you know, the. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. like he's the, he's the man called Otto. We all know that he's yeah, yeah. Geppetto. He's he's a lot of things. He's Colonel Tom. He's Colonel. Colonel. Yeah, yeah, he's just say, yeah. he's all over the place. We will talk a he's lot about what? Tom Hanks. Uh, I should have said he's
1: what <laughs> I should've,
0: I should've <laughs> <The> famous <laughs> Yeah. famous Oh, Uh, man. Well, let's get to it, Andrew. Big big asides to start already. Big tangents, which is great. But hello, everyone. Whatever listeners we still have left, uh, welcome (laughs) back. I think we'll get a lot of listeners for this one. People love us when we come back. They just know we take hiatuses. But... We As we said on top, we are back to talk about the top ten of twenty twenty two We do this every year we 're not going to stop even if the site is relatively unmanned. We love doing the top ten list we love we love using this as an excuse, Andrew to talk about our favorite movies to go through everything from the year and sort sort of share our thoughts on the the year uh, in the cinema and as you noted, you know, uh, you didn't get to the movies a ton, but the movies were certainly back to a certain extent. There were a lot of blockbusters last year, a lot of big hits. You know, the 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 future of theaters is still somewhat up for debate. What they end up being, how many of them there are, but there's no doubt that the the quality was back this year, especially in terms of blockbusters. I would say 2022 was was a big year for big, loud, fun movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if if it does help usher you know the movies back to in, in in some capacity you know you you gotta think top gun and avatar
0: yeah and, so, and and then like, you know yeah. we're not the we're the million people to say this but like they're, they're 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 sequels but they're sequels with with thought behind them they're made yeah. by auteurs like you know somewhat auteurs big big you know silly auteurs but auteurs nonetheless you know uh writers directors producers and they're not marvel and so i think we can all get behind them uh, for all those reasons
1: yeah, and I thought even like some of the not, not, not that category, there were some movies that I would call um, blockbuster-esque, including one that's in my, uh, in a couple that are in my, in my top ten list that were just really good and more adult-oriented, which I just need in a Marvel-dominated landscape, Marvel and Star Wars, whatever else. Um, so that was nice. That was good.
0: It was. And by the way, the auteur I mean for the Top Gun is of course Tom Cruise. Not 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 Joseph Kaczynski. I mean Mr. Cruise who is, you know, who uh, who knows what he's doing behind the scenes besides killing himself on screen, nearly killing for our for our for our love and tenderness. But Mr. Cruise came came to play last year and we all appreciated it. And Yeah. Yeah he so, always does. He does. He he's does. I mean he's narrow he's narrowed his focus a little bit. As I said in my in the top 10 list, he you know, if you look at his career on IMDb, let's I guess we'll start with Top Gun and, and Avatar even. Let's talk about those because I know those yeah. didn't crack mm. your top 10 Andrew, but they were they were big movies and Cruise is just you know, the the, the fact that he was able to resuscitate the Top Gun franchise, which is a, well, I will say the first one Couldn't care less about it. Like, finally watched it on Amazon Prime a few years ago and was like, that was fine. Like, I don't get it. I'm glad you all enjoy it. I have no no ill will towards anyone who loves it, but I just don't. I don't understand what all the hype is about. And then to see Maverick was just like, holy shit! Like you've resuscitated this and made it its own thing, and still yeah. carried the legacy of a, a movie he really clearly cares about and a lot of audiences care about. Like I feel like it was it was the perfect mix of this legacy sequel that actually matters. Like how rarely do you actually hit the mark with one of those? And and somehow Maverick did it.
1: Yeah, and they did. You know, they did did the Val Kilmer piece really nicely. Oh yeah. Given what's going sequel. on with him and um top gun wasn't far off my top 10 it just wasn't like the the uh it would, just didn't crack the top 10 you a lot is, of no, ish
0: yeah. movies that like were just right on the cusp right a lot of the yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah big big earners and then um, you know i uh, or the big you know the big oscar ones that were sort of just just outside for me and um i uh you know i i guess I, I, I agree with you in this. I mean I kind of enjoy the first Top Gun with sort of an ironic detachment for like what the nineteen eighties were. Like yeah. like I I miss like the like ten minute oiled volleyball
0: gay scene that's <laughs> now they're playing, you know, now they play touch football and it's way right. more like you know, by right. the book and right. pleasant right. and gender yeah. neutral and yeah. like all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh but like as an actual good movie, touch The first one is not really I mean, like, it's not. Yeah. Um, So but yeah, you're right to to take that and then turn the second one into what it is um, was was great. And then, you know, Avatar, I'm gonna let you talk about because I enjoyed what I saw. I couldn't follow a lick of the story. But I don't think that's the point. And I had several beers and it was late. Um, But you know, I mean, you you wrote this, we've said it a million times, you never bet against James Cameron. So
0: He has just—he has some way about him. Like he just, there's something about his movie. Like my brother saw Avatar two, and I—I I saw it, I believe, opening weekend, and he saw it pretty Ooh. close to, and he came out and was a little lukewarm towards it, and I was instantly just smitten, in, in a way where like it wasn't like I was like, oh man, I love the adventures of Jake Sully. I love, you know, this the world of Pandora. I love the Na'vi. Like, I don't particularly care for any of those things in any notable way. But I was just so pleasantly caught up in a, a different sort of world, a, a, a very tried and true story. You know, the effects are fantastic, which is a huge departure these days, even though effects are everywhere. Well done effects, smart. that That service... You know, the plot and the characters and everything, as opposed to being spectacle for spectacle's sake. You know, Cameron doesn't always have... The the substance doesn't always... Isn't unique, always? It doesn't always, you know, stand out. And the the characters aren't... As I said in my little capsule review, the characters aren't usually particularly exciting or memorable. A few exceptions there. But he just has a way of just getting through to people and emotionally connecting and, and building an experience in the theater. And... You know, you keep thinking, like, the way his, just the way his box office goes, like, just use that as a barometer, like, Avatar 2 did, like, Avatar 1 did fine, and then just kept doing fine, 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 for, like, Four months, you know, and yeah. like no movie now nowadays because of COVID and the scarcity of theaters. That's a little more common than it was, you know, yeah. ten years ago, fifteen years ago. But it still is is relatively unprecedented. And obviously, the money it made and the claim it got. Like, there's just something about him that he just knows how to speak to audiences. You know, he knows what they want to see, even if even in spite of themselves sometimes. Even if they say they don't want to see Avatar, they all end up seeing Avatar.
1: Yeah, it's funny too because we started off talking about Top Gun as the second one being sort of a uh, a significant evolution from the first one. And then I think feel like Avatar 2 is just – because I felt that way about the first Avatar.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing. I think I saw it multiple times in the theater. um, Because it was just just fun to see in
0: theaters. Yeah, it
1: was just awesome to watch. Uh, It looked really cool. The 3D was good. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know that I've had many more – like down, bigger letdowns. <laughs> going from that to watching it on like a Blu-ray, but, <laughs> but yeah. But uh, so I'm a little scared to watch or to to actually watch the whole thing on like Disney Plus or whatever streaming service it'll be on eventually. But um, that's kind of not the point, right? I guess uh, it, it like his movies are meant to be seen on a big on a big screen. They're always a spectacle. Yeah, his characters. When his stories maybe lack a little, little depth, but that doesn't mean they're not relatable and, yep. and absorbing. Uh, and um, you know, I was absorbed, but I just had too many beers.
0: No, understandable. Um. <laughs> and you're a smart enough, you know, film watcher. obviously. when you watch it at home, you'll probably you won't have the same experience that many of us did. But yeah. you'll say like you'll say like that was good, and I bet it would be great on a big screen, you yeah. know. And I bet like which yeah. is I think is the right approach. Like it's just it's I think we're all so people are not everybody because a lot of people still like, especially if you're older, or whatever. Like I think the movies have lost a lot of older film goers. Like I know I just saw Creed three with my parents this weekend, and they've been to the movies like. Twice, you know, in the last two years for various reasons. Mostly just like, why would we go to the movies? There's so much shit to watch at home, you know? Yeah. But like you said, it's about repetition. Like, I'm just, I'm like trying to get them back and just like enjoy the experience like it's like that's what i love so much like you just sit down and watch the movie you know you take it in it's all you got there's no distractions there's nothing else going on like i think hopefully people are starting to realize that there is value to that like there is value to carving time out of your day going to a place watching something big sound big you know big visuals all that i think people are slowly starting to realize that's a thing they like and they don't need it but i think they realize they like it i hope
1: yeah and i think you know I have like better excuses for not going to the theater. Uh,
0: you do. You have but, very good excuses. But,
1: but I have the same. Uh, I have the same outcome. All the same, and I. I think where where the theater is better is that it because of the, the circuit the experiences that and if you're a polite person I'm going to caveat this with you're not on your phone in the theater like there's so much less competition for your attention. Um, in when you watch something at home, like, I feel like it has to be, it has to be really good and arresting from the beginning or have to be like sort of in the mood, right. To, yep. to be taken in by, by, a, by, by a movie. Um, now that I'm saying that I'm realizing like, uh, a fair amount of my, and this is also partially because of my work and amount of amount of travel which isn't a great deal but i travel enough that like a lot of my top 10 lists were for movies i watched on the plane sure um because yeah. i couldn't go anywhere that was what i was doing and i was like okay i'm here for this and um you know i think they're like you're right that that's that's
0: a plane that's watch awesome. is probably better than a home watch a lot of the time because you're just like well i'm on a little tube in the sky like i might as well watch banshees I think right now it is. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, I mean, other than screen size, maybe, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I will yeah. say I I rented a twenty four since COVID has been doing uh, d- releases to you know on their like little yeah. they have home theater type thing. You know, yeah. you've probably done those. Yeah. Yeah, and them, yeah. I wa- I rented After Sun like when it was still in theaters, but it wasn't really playing in DC, so I rented it and watched it at home in the basement. And like we have a nice little setup here, like it's not yeah. great, but it's it's perfectly fine. But even then, I found myself distracted. and I was like, I'm a good movie watcher, like I watch a lot of movies, yeah. but like, but even then, I just find like it just uh, I could sense myself drifting to maybe look at my phone or get a drink or go to the bathroom, and I was like, this is so like no, like even if I can't control myself, how can I trust other people who care less about the whole experience to do it you know it's just there's just too much we're all we're all dumb people we've been we're, it's, it's a bad time in our evolution to sit down and watch a movie in your house
1: yes yes our, our attention spans have been eroded
0: yeah which is our fault um, but also the world's fault it's not entirely yeah. it's not just us we've been yeah. bombarded but it's a. Uh, yeah, it's tough, so I think that hopefully theaters are, you know, Creed 3, great crowd, everyone was cheering, going crazy, like, that's also a fun experience, when everyone's hyped for the movie, and you, you feel the enthusiasm, and you get the applause at the end, like, those sort of participation elements are always always making it more fun as well, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, well, no, way. I-
0: well, there's our uh, yeah. state of the movies to, to yeah. get us going, Andrew, for 2022. Let's let's do beverage of choice though before we get into the oh, yeah. actual top ten themselves. Let's go. I know you said you had a drink that you thought I'd be a I'd be a fan of. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if
1: you'll be a fan of. I think okay. you'll be you be amused. Uh, so I I don't drink on weeknights anymore. Um, wow. I'm 39 and I just can't do it anymore. Um.
0: So. I, so <laughs> What if you're on a trip, uh, though? What if, you're, what, if you're on, what if you're out in the world?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I,
0: I, I, I make exceptions. Kay. I mean, uh, let's see. I,
1: you know, I went down to Maryland for a couple of Maryland basketball games this year. In middle of the week and had, had had some beers in that scenario. But um, on a weeknight at home when I've got to be up for a work meeting at 7 a.m., yep. uh, not doing that. So I'm drinking a hot water. Which I got uh, mercilessly targeted for on Instagram during gi- Dry January, <laughs> and it's just—it's basically a Croix with little hop flavor in it. Wow! Um, and it has—it says it's crafted with adaptogens and nootropics, which I don't know what that those are. I, I assume they come from from wherever Jake Sully is from. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> <It does. laughs> so they do so, sound <laughs> very exotic and otherworldly, for sure. It's, it's
1: like, it's a it's a dank, uh, it's a dank LaCroix that I'm mm-hmm. drinking,
0: basically. Um, it sounds incredibly dank. It's, it's zero calories. So, <laughs> there you know. go. Wow, look at you. Okay, well, I have a Deuterino White Russian Stout from, Oh, from okay. Center of the Universe Brewing. Do you know them? No. They're in Ashland, Virginia. I've never heard of them no. either. I was at the Total Wine. I have a car now, so I can Ooh. go to Total Wine in, <laughs> in Alexandria, which is a huge yeah. treat. And so yeah. I got this and it literally has uh the the can is is uh the dude's sweater from Lebowski. Oh, cool. Which is a, which is an iconic sort of uh uh-huh. fabric and it looks great as a can. Like it's the coolest looking can ever. Like I sent it to my yeah. friend Peter who loves Big Lebowski and I was like I'm this is 100% me getting this. Like I, this could be this could be <laughs> swill and I don't even care. Like I'm very yeah. happy. Yeah. They've won me over with the can, and it's actually sure. delicious too. Like it's a it's a White Russian stout, so that has like you know it's I'm not a huge stout guy, but like it's perfect for this kind of occasion. Like having one, you know, and, and talking mm-hmm. about movies, like it's it's a great beer for that.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it I'm a little jealous, and I just want to <laughs> be clear, I, this hot water thing is not me being responsible. It's me uh, just
0: being thirty nine years. Yeah. Old. <laughs> oh, the hangover's hit. Very I'm a little younger than you, but not by much. And it does not uh the drinking does not go down smoothly anymore. The drinks do, but the drinking the act of drinking is is a tough one. Uh, yeah.
1: It's the it's the fallout. It's the uh yeah, it's it's not, it's not I'm just tired. I'm
0: just tired. Yeah. And you have to get up to seven AM. I, I don't do not start working until eight fifty nine these days. So uh if I if I was up two hours earlier I probably wouldn't be having I'd probably be having a hop a hop water too. But yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be clear eyed and uh, ready to roll for this whole record <laughs> then. So that's very exciting. We're gonna get pristine, uh, sober Andrew. That's yeah. shocking. And <laughs> but you can't go back afterwards and say, "Oh, I didn't mean to say that." Or this is all gonna be <laughs> you, man. So you gotta own it, no matter what you say. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I've said enough dumb things sober on this hundred-plus <laughs> <That's> episode. <laughs> oh podcast. God. Luckily, yeah. no
0: one is going back and listening to the last hundred yeah. or whatever. So yeah. I think you're safe. <laughs>
1: Start at the beginning.
0: (laughs) All right, Andrew, let's go through our top tens because we don't have a lot of crossover this year. So usually we end up having three four maybe even five movies that you know we we share in our top 10 and we those are the ones we sort of pick from to do the our our ultimate best of you know our number one movie of the year this year without spoiling it too much i don't think there's gonna be a lot of debate on our number one movie this year i think it's a lot of people's number one and i think when we talk about it'll become very clear i think which one it is but we still you know we sometimes it's fun to have all this you know diversity of opinion and all that because it just means more stuff to talk about
1: yeah i said and i said to you like i feel like This that that difference or delta was sort of a an indication of the 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 fact that the movies were like sort of truly back in a in a real capacity this Mm -hmm. year you know not not like there just was a lot to see Uh, and and streaming also makes it so that we can see a
0: lot Um, but yeah I mean um, because we've seen I think we've seen I mean you haven't seen Avatar but I think we've seen pretty much everything. Maybe there's a couple that you haven't seen that I saw, but very, very few. Like, you caught up pretty well by the end, which is very impressive. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen women talking yet. And it comes on uh, Amazon Prime. I think, like, literally by the time this is out, I think it'll be on Prime. Oh, okay, so.
1: all right. So, so I mean, there's a few I haven't I You haven't seen, seen all but, the Beauty
0: and the Bloodshed, I presume, either, right? No, I have okay. not seen that. Very but, good. But, yeah, we'll talk but, about it. But. but most
1: of our – yeah, it's I've seen – I saw your list. I, you like, I've seen most of what – is on your list a lot of it was like close for me um -hmm. and um it just i just went in other other directions it's just like shades and slivers of of difference
0: no i saw Mm -hmm. yours and we talked about this and i said oh i should maybe i should have put some of these on there but you know like you said if we did top 15 we all of a sudden we'd have seven shared you know probably but (laughs) but that's okay that's what top 10 is a nice round number so Yeah. Are there any in your ten, Andrew? Or at least of the eight we do not have of each of ours that you'd like to talk about that you think really deserve some chatting? Uh,
1: I mean, there's. I would sort of split them into ones that I think are part of like the discourse and are sort of interesting for that. But what I'm going to instead plug are a couple that I really liked that I uh, I don't think got enough attention uh, in in the whole best of conversation. This sure. year. And um the two for me are uh well three actually. Um were uh the Three Thousand Years of Longing, The Woman King, um which were the, those were the two that I thought were the Three Thousand Years of Longing wasn't exactly a blockbuster, although it has some sort of scale and epic scope to it. Uh that I, think I thought it costs a just... lot of
0: money too. I think it costs a weirdly, well, not weird, oh, but like a George yeah. Miller, you know, still yeah. sort of coasting on that Fury Road win. So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but those are the two that I was referring to that like had I felt like were grown ups, but like popcorn movies still, yep. <laughs> like like a little bit. um, uh, i love the woman king and then the other one that i thought was just sort of overlooked generally was um kimmy which is the steven soderbergh one that came out very early in the year it's only 90 it's a tight 90 <laughs> which is a, a big big number for us
0: um, oh yeah
1: and uh, i just really enjoyed that one it was sort of set in covid times without making it all about covid um which you know i guess we had maybe a couple movies that sort of qualify in that regard including uh, that and glass onion a little bit but yeah. um, those are the three i just wanted to like sort of mention as as ones that i thought were i just thought were were, were very were very good um uh, i mean then there's a couple others that maybe are worth discussion um for other reasons like uh triangle of sadness and um banshees and um uh, <clears throat> but uh, those are the three to me that i just wanted to say like you should go see them if you haven't because i don't think I don't think a lot. I, the Woman King has probably gotten a fair amount.
0: Of oh, attention. and The Woman King is on Netflix now too, so I know I watched yeah. that right when, right when yeah. it popped on. And that's one that was really close to my top ten. That was probably I think that Fablemans and Banshees were three of the ones that were right on the cusp. And of those, one well, I mean I like Fablemans is probably my least. Uh, I mean they're all they all have their charms, but Woman King is just like you said. It's it's like a popcorn movie. It's delightful. It you know it, but it comes at it from another perspective, like an all black cast essentially. I think literally. In all black cast a largely women-centric movie like just definitely tip but but tells a great story tells a sort of timeless historical epic type you know tale and is intense and violent and emotional like it has all hits all of these great john boyega doing some great work Viola davis of course who is the best we love her so much like it's lashana lynch is killing it in the supporting role like really shining like it's just such a wonderful movie and that is just i saw that in a super small audience and they were still getting hyped for it like everyone was really loving it and it was there were like five people in the theater so it has that sort of vibe to it it's just a super duper fun watch and so if you haven't seen that one yet i have it's it's one of those movies where even if it doesn't enthuse you like i i can't imagine watching that movie and not being into it afterwards
1: yeah i i think the other thing about that one that i wrote this in the blurb is like like it um it had action sequences I could actually follow It had like sort of human scale and scope. It wasn't like a city was about to be blown up and it wasn't, it was well lit and there wasn't like much or any CGI that I I could tell, which was just so nice. I mean, I gotta say like that movie plus like avatar and top gun, like great year for movies that were like brightly lit after like, You know, every Game of Thrones episode's ever like it's dark and you can't even see what the hell's going on. Rightly lit and like
0: well shot and well choreographed, and like every like you said, the action just makes sense. Like, even in Top Gun, where the planes are flipping and flying all over the place, you're like, I understand what's happening. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's extremely clear to me what's going on, what the stakes are, where we're going, what we're doing. Like, and Woman King, just setting it and you know, in a long time ago, does have that side benefit, you know, is there's no bells and whistles, there's people with like spears and axes and swords and shit, and they're fighting, Mm -hmm. like, and fists. Like there's just not a ton of of uh extra stuff that would muddle it down.
1: Yeah, it, but it, even in that context, it, like if you compare it to like a movie like like Gladiator, which mm-hmm. sort of set that like super choppy style for yes. that for action, like it's it it's just like. I could, I, I, don't know. I just could tell who was punching who. I guess, like, yeah. I, I just
0: like, which is probably nice. harder to do, to be honest. Like, it's yeah. when you do the cutting around everything, it, like, it's, it's easier to hide that Russell Crowe is not an actual gladiator. You know, like, right. as much as I love the great Russell Crowe, I do feel like Gina Prince-Bythewood, who directed this, like, probably was like, let's like, let's, let's, It's harder, but let's actually like try and do this for real a little bit. You know, like, let's like, let's let's lean into it a little bit as opposed to me me trying with razzle dazzle, cut, cut 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 cut. Like that gets exhausting
1: yeah and it's well to your point like it's gotta be harder because like people still have the expectation of sort of like speed right like you can't do like a 1950s western (laughs) (laughs) like like either um i don't have that expectation i'm not that simple much of a simpleton but like uh uh, yeah anyway yeah you'll lose a modern
0: audience if you if you move in a in a more old-fashioned style right right so yeah it
1: was it was nice in that regard yeah just to and like you said, on Netflix, so God,
0: everyone can see that. It's, yeah, it, great movie. It's... Great, great, great movie. I'm sad that Viola <clears throat> Davis didn't at least get it. Like, that was just – the whole Andrea Riseborough thing, we don't need to get into here because it's so stupid. And it just, it's just it's, uh, – it's another – if we, we were still writing about the Oscars, Andrew, I think we'd be lamenting – like, or or even not even lamenting, but just saying, like, see, here's another example of why this shit is so stupid. Like, social media campaign from her friends. I like Andrea Riseborough just fine, but – just the fact that she took a, she probably took a spot from a Viola Davis just is for a movie no one's ever heard of that no one cares about that no one really says it's that good but it just wormed its way into a nomination. You're like, what is this whole process like? Why why are we doing this? Is this, this, this how easy it is? Like you get a bunch of tweets and you all of a sudden get a nomination. Like I know it's not as straightforward as that, but I think it just exemplifies and highlights how stupid this whole thing can be.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm really happy about? I'm learning about everything you're saying in in real time. You don't know right about now. the two Leslie?
0: Oh my I god, God, god. you are it. so lucky. Do you, are you? Do you want me to tell you what happens?
1: Uh, or do you want to read I mean, about it and suffer on your own? Basically, I, I, she
0: basically everyone started to, like all her friends like had literally like copy paste style tweets about how great she is no. into Leslie. And all of a sudden, three weeks later, she gets a nomination. Or a month later. I mean, the timelines are a little... Iffy. Like, she could have, I guess. It's one of those things where you don't you know. It was chicken or the egg. Like, was that yeah. already in process and everyone... Like, who knows? But it seemed like a spot that was for Viola Davis. Or, you know, was an option Viola Davis. And instead, it's a, you know... It's just like, why, why do you not... Like, you had this great performance in this movie that made money and was successful. Everyone liked it. Like, there's... why Why can we not just give it to a woman of color who has already been nominated, who everyone loves. Like it's just the perfect storm and easiest layup of a win. I know that's not how the voting block works, but like the fact that the voters don't just all vote for Viola Davis. Like what, like what are we doing here? Like, I just don't understand it. It just doesn't even just when you think there's some cohesiveness to it and some sense behind it, then something stupid happens and you're like, just throw it in the garbage, flush it down the toilet.
1: Yeah. It's uh yeah. I mean, it's all fascinating to me. It's kind of, it's really quaint to like hear a summary of like, and be like, I don't, and I don't even know why that, why I don't know about it really. I mean,
0: I, I it, it when you very, saw, when you saw that Andre Ricebarrow was nominated for this movie you never heard of, did you just think, oh, it's okay. Like, like you didn't plan that you never, you weren't going to watch Two Leslie, were you? No, no. Okay. I mean, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> uh, I barely it, know what it is. I was,
1: I that, when you said it first, I thought it included like Leslie Jones from Saturday Night. Oh, I don't no. know. Oh, I mean, no. uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be more interesting. Yeah, that would have been more interesting. interesting. <laughs> uh, from no, the Lady I'm Ghostbusters? Just, well, like I saw, I saw, I guess I saw that she was like nominated, but then I was like, I feel like the Oscars always does weird shit like that, I and know. I'm so, I'm very like busy at like work with and with life, and I'm I'm trying to stay up on the movies themselves, not but the, the swirling I, I
0: got, shit around. Yeah, them. I gotta yeah. say it's
1: amazing to not be part of the discourse I know. just keeping Twitter closed during the day. I mean, it's it's like it's life changing. The you discourse
0: is. I mean, the only the only plus with the discourse is you learn about things like this, and you just like there's no it's not really a win, but it's like you just know like you have this knowledge in your head of how. Like you said, it's better when you don't like something already, and you just are reinforced. Like you don't need to go around trumpeting that you are right, but like it does. It's just the kind of thing that makes me feel I'm happy that for. God knows how many years now on this site, on this podcast, we've been saying this the Oscars are stupid. And now they do something else stupid. You're like, look, this is just the same shit we've been saying. Like, we don't reverse (laughs) our opinion. We don't say the Oscars are good. Now, we occasionally say they got something right by accident. And then they go along and do something dumb again, you know?
1: Uh, I mean every every couple years they pick Parasite or Moonlight to win. and, yeah. then,
0: and we go, whoa, and
1: then, cool. And then they step on the rake every every yep. with everything in between, including <laughs> yeah. like adding categories
0: and. Yeah, where's out. the most popular movie of the year Oscar? Is Andrew is that coming out yeah. soon? What happened to? I that? Don't know. Uh,
1: they are going back to doing all the awards this year, right? Like I on believe TV. So. Okay, because that one actually really did bother me a little bit, just because it's like don't cut those people's like one moment out in the sun. Like, I don't like, they're always
0: those interesting weirdos too. They're not all weird, but they always usually, some of them look odd and they're like, they're, they're, they're backstage people, you know, they're, they're, they're behind the scenes. And so they can be weird and that's fun to hear them talk. Like, 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 we're jumping ahead, but like, when when everyone involved and everything, everywhere, all at once, gets on stage and does their spiel, this is gonna be like the tenth award show they've attended and yeah. won at. And like, yeah. what is there to say? Like, there's no, I'm, I'm happy for them, and it's it's a fine movie, and I'm glad they're getting the win. But it's just like we don't need to hear from them every second of every day, you know? Like, it's it's fun to hear from new people.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, I I did. Speaking of discourse, like get a little of the everything, everywhere, all at once discourse through Twitter earlier this okay. year. That was unpleasant.
0: It's an exhausting um, discourse because you and I uh, both yeah. like that movie. It's not in our. Is it in yeah. your top ten? I don't think so. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah, it's not mine yeah. either. But also very close. Like I think it literally on Letterbox is my number fourteen. Maybe like. A very pleasant movie enjoyed it really liked it you know saw it in theaters like shed a tear Michelle Yeoh is amazing in it Ki-Hu Kwan is amazing in it like yeah. there's a lot of stuff yeah. I like about it but I just you know it's now it's become this polarizing either you love it or you uh and you defend it to the death or you think it's the stupidest thing and you're like this is just why just, can't it just be somewhere in the middle can't it just be a fun movie can't we be happy that a random movie with a predominantly Asian cast made a lot of money like can't that just be cool a cool little treat you know
1: yeah. Well the one part of the discourse, or maybe it was the discourse against the discourse I don't even know. It's all snake eating its own <laughs> tail yes. thing. But th- that I did sort of agree with, which is like or I think it was even the Daniels that said something to this effect. It's like not everyone has to like the same thing the same amount as you. Yeah. And that, that but that is what that to me is a byproduct of like what Marvel and Star Wars and like DC and some of these things have done to people's brains. Like it's not even about it's not even about – it's just about the tribe you're in now. Yep. It's not about, like, whether you – like, like for Marvel, like, I like some of the movies and I don't like some of the movies. And mostly I'm just tired of them because they are the same. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't – it's not an assault on your your
0: personal identity if I don't like <laughs> It shouldn't be. Your identity it must be really be. sad if that's like, so easily deflated by a movie like, opinion. You know? like, but you're you're a hundred percent right. I agree, and it's exhausting. And like no no one no one no brand should be part of your personal identity. No film franchise. No performer. No anything. Like you should just like whatever you want. Which is like part of the reason. Like I like just you know like, you know I, I love doing this this podcast with you, and and especially catching up after a year. But I also like just quietly reviewing things on Letterbox. You know being like this is just for me like i like i like to make lists for myself of my favorite movies by certain directors and of the years and like that's it like i don't need to be part of the conversation about a film or about the ups and downs and ins and outs like it just gets so exhausting even if you're not participating i I don't even want to be contributing to the discourse even if you and i were never driving it certainly by any means like just even being involved in that ecosystem feels feels toxic and and unfortunate now
1: yeah it's just i don't because sometimes
0: I like a movie after the fact too, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I like this now. Like, like I watched yeah. Gone Girl recently, and I was like, man, Gone Girl's a masterpiece. Like Gone Girl oh, is yeah. almost a perfect movie. And I, I think it was the first movie we did on this show. Yeah. And it's like yeah. I don't even want to go back and listen to whatever the fuck I said about Gone Girl ten <laughs> years ago. Like I'm sure I said some stupid <laughs> shit. You know, like just you're allowed to change your opinion. You're allowed to grow and evolve and like new things and dislike other things. Like there's no, no one should be telling you what to like or dislike. No one's on your team. Like, like, it just, it just gets so... It's just too much. Uh,
1: you know what I actually feel like might be the best con- uh, contribution to the discourse? I, I saw a clip literally tonight about one of my top ten movies. It was the uh, Triangle of Sadness. It was the director, okay. Ruben Ausland, talking about the the infamous scene. There are a number of memorable ones in that movie, I feel like. But the, the infamous scene where Woody Harrelson has the captain's dinner <laughs> and all the wealthy people on this yacht end up vomiting all over the place. And ice. <laughs> not just pooping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for like 25 and,
0: minutes.
1: or so. like 20 minutes. And he's talking about, he's like, and he's like, I, I, I encourage you to seek out the clip. American film Institute has, has it. And he's talking about, he's like, yeah, and know uh, that movie is very, obviously a metaphor for sort of society uh, today. Right. Um, and uh, for better and for worse, and I can see if people don't like it because it's a little bit on the nose. But yes. um, he he's like, he's like, I didn't want like a little like vomiting because that's just kind of like silly and gross in a, in a movie. And he's like, and I didn't want like, like just it to go on for a little while because that's just kind of grotesque. I'm paraphrasing here. He says it much, much more eloquently. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, but. I wanted to just I wanted it just to keep going and keep going because basically that's where we are as a society. yeah, <laughs> I like I was like, yeah, like us shitting and vomiting all over ourselves while a Marxist boat captain and a Russian oligarch debate with each other is basically social media. yeah
0: <laughs> like, like,
1: like, like, I couldn't think of a better twenty minute metaphor for all of the discourse uh and so anyway that's why i like that movie uh so we just covered that one as well um
0: there's no denying that he threw subtly out the window for that one you know at least, <laughs> at least in that sequence he was like there's this is what it is like i'm just it's gonna be uh, long yeah. it's gonna be on the nose and you're gonna have to deal with it and like in that in that particular context i think it's extremely well done
1: yeah i, I mean i don't think there's much subtlety in the entire movie no I mean, it's you know, not Is uh,
0: which is you know it's again is is uh i like the movie a lot but i do think that uh it did feel. I was sort of, At a certain point, I was like, "Is is? I don't think satire is going to save us." So I'm not sure how into like, <laughs> this I am. I think we might have gone past the point where you're like, "Ooh, what a searing satire!" It's like, well, I don't think anything. A, it's not very searing, and B, I don't really know what purpose it serves. But as a piece of entertainment and and social critique, I do think it's you know it has its moments for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I get why people would not, including yourself, would not put it on the top ten because it is almost annoying yeah it's long too there's like the whole
0: like i like the third the the final sequence like the whole on the island but uh i was also like okay like can we wrap it up here like i sort of get you know like we've been on a long journey there's been a lot of bodily fluids expunged. (laughs) like i'm I'm kind of ready to go but i still liked it a lot i really did i thought it was a very good movie
1: i just kind of get gleeful whenever i describe the plot of the movie or scenes (laughs) in it to people like uh there's a 25 minute scene with people arguing about the check
0: Yes. Like, who's going
1: to be magic? <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's good. It's not actually. I mean, it's, it's, it is, it belabors the point, but it's still engaging. Yeah, anyway, yes.
0: uh, yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Well, Andrew, I'm going to go over some of my, uh, some of my yeah. feature yeah. films that I'd really, that we did not share, but ones that I think you did enjoy. And that includes, we already talked about Top Gun Maverick and Avatar. I don't think there's much more to say about those. I really like Avatar. If you, it's probably it's on its way out of theaters. I think at this point. If you still haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, that would be weird. But um, you should try and see it if you can. It really does lend itself well to the big screen, and it's great. And like, I'm very happy that Big Jim gets to make more of these. I don't know, I'm a little sad that he's devoted his final years to, I guess, making five total avatars. Like, I sort of wish we get something else along the way. But if they're all gonna be this good, I mean, if that's the way the world's going, like, I'm, at least he's involved. You know, at least he's doing his yeah. thing he seems to really love it too it's not like he's being forced against his will to do it you know yeah. he's like he wants to make more avatars and i was like all right no. make some make some avatars big jim <laughs> yeah big weirdo he, he,
1: had, he has fuck you money so i think yes. he's doing exactly what he, he could wants sit at home and doing.
0: ride he could ride submersibles all day he <laughs> can do whatever the fuck He can go to space like instead he wants to make avatars so it's like that's that's a win. If that's if that's the choices i'd much he, rather you make some avatars he's
1: probably genetically engineering those fucking whales or whatever right
0: <laughs> the now to, the yeah, oh, the Tulkuner, Paikon, and the Tulkun—they're—they're they're great. Excuse me. The Tolkuner, fan—they're—they're Tol- Tol- they're the, the best part of the movie.
1: I was going in and out of consciousness at that part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, of so you'll have to excuse me.
0: <laughs> I'd also—I'd like to talk about what are my two favorite movies of the year, though I know you don't share that, and that's fine. But I will put these two at, my, at the top of my list and have been for a while now. And those movies are RRR and Elvis. Yeah. So. I saw RR – I'm sure you know both those movies. They're both pretty big hits, which, again, Absolutely. sort of reinforces my idea. This is a blockbuster type year. Even if they weren't all $500 million blockbusters, a lot of big, loud movies. And I saw RR in theaters because my brother – who lived in Jersey city at the time. They have a large, they have a big Indian population and he, they, they played yeah. a lot of Indian movies at his multiplex and he saw mm. it just on a whim. And he called me and was like, you got to see this movie. It's insane. <laughs> so I got in pretty early. Like it was the buzz had barely even started yet and just was just a, wild wild movie like never seen anything like it like or I guess I've seen something like it but just not with that with no expectations with no idea what mm-hmm. I was getting into didn't know any of these actors didn't know where it was going to take me and it was just so weird like the overdubbing of the voice like everything about it like it sort of feels surreal the first time you know mm-hmm. you're like what are you allowed to do this like this seems like illegal you know like everything <laughs> yeah. is too weird and too silly like mm-hmm. I don't but but also sincere like how do you mix these tones so well and that's SS- yeah. I, I believe is. Name is SS Rajamouli. Let me confirm that. Yes, I'm gonna leave that in. SS Rajamouli did. He apparently is a big Indian blockbuster guy, and just nailed it here. Like, I, I it's, it's weird that it crossed over the way it did. I probably hoped that it was on Netflix pretty early, so everyone got to yeah. see it with ease. But just like, what a, a delightful movie! Like, I gave it five stars. It's the only movie this year that I gave five stars to. I made, it, you know, I could see it. Like, it loses. The, you see it a couple times, and it's still wonderful but it isn't as fun as the first time but i'm just trying to remember that first experience and like the the true like you like we sort of said like with all the marvel and even with the legacy sequels you sort of know what you're getting into you know like yeah. the execution yeah. is great like with top gun but you know what you're getting with rr i truly was surprised by everything you know and that was a real delight like i don't i don't remember you don't usually go into a blockbuster like that and feel genuine surprise
1: yeah it's uh i mean i have only seen it one time on Netflix. Um it definitely left me sort of shell shocked. Like, what did It was long too. It's like three yes, hours it long. Is. It's a lot. It I, I, I had to split it up over a couple nights because I did it so long. Yeah, um, everyone with kids should um, do that. That's why. But but, but uh, no, it's 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 a good one. It, it wasn't like close to my top ten, but I enjoyed it. I don't. I, I enjoyed a lot of movies this year. Yeah, that's I, good. I, I, like I thought it was a, like above average. Overall, like year, uh, I just there weren't a lot of like I only also only had one five, which is low for me. Usually, I have one one. Um, so anyway, yeah, sorry.
0: Well, you know Carry what, Andrew, on. even though I love that movie, I don't define myself by it. And so, the fact that you only kind of liked it does not throw me into a tizzy. So, <laughs> I right. feel like that's very healthy, right?
1: That's right, yeah. We're
0: grown grown men. We are grown men. Very, very grown. I will say the other movie I really love this year is Elvis. I thought Elvis was just incredible – I'm not a huge Boz Lerman fan. I said it in my top ten. Like, I, I think he's fine. I did not go into it thinking I was going to love it. There's just something... I saw that movie in the theaters three times. So, one time by circumstance, because I, I think actually two times by circumstance. Sort of, I saw it once by myself, and then two friends, We two different friends, we had sort of a day to kill. And I was like, I'll just see Elvis again if you want. And so, but just another long, loud, big, silly, Tom Hanks, as we talked about, Colonel Parker. I think he should have got an Oscar nomination, uh only if only because he does like it's not like he's giving a bad performance. like he's doing what he wants to do he's doing what Boz wants him to do he's being just he's in a fat suit he's talking like gold member <laughs> like he's doing it's an outrageous performance like it's so Bombastic and ridiculous, and like, but it's what Tom. But you can like, he said, Tom Hanks wants to play Colonel Parker. Like, he's yeah. no one put a gun in his head. He decided to do this character this way, and I just think it's delightful, and I think it works for the movie too. Like, he's on the same wavelength. Like, he knows that he should be this cartoonish sort of villain. Like, I'm sure that wasn't what Colonel Parker was like in reality, in, in like that sort of sneering way. But whatever, like, it just works. Like, it works with the un with the the heightened reality of that movie. It's it's picture perfect.
1: It, uh, Hanks's performance is also. Definitely superior to Judd Hirsch's in *The Fablemans, which yeah. was nominated, <laughs> and it's just like—like, does did Judd Hirsch even know he was on set that day, or did he just show up? <laughs> there was a change
0: really just think, <laughs> Spielberg snuck a camera into Judd's house and was right. like, "Judd, just like do your morning routine or whatever." I,
1: I literally saw. I, okay, that was one. And I
0: liked Judd Hirsch in that movie, but it is—it yeah. is, is so talk about on the nose. Like, talk about what you'd expect from eighty-year-old yeah. Judd Hirsch.
1: That one, I was scrolling through the list the other day, and I was like, that one's kind of stopped me in my tracks because I finally saw The Fableman's last week. And um, I was like I, also, like, I know supporting actor is kind of a silly category now in the other direction, but he's got to be in that movie for 10 minutes at most. Yeah,
0: if even. Um <clears throat> So, Whereas Hank's is in the movie four, the, he's basically the co-lead, arguably, but yeah. still notably supporting, still there oh, just to pop course. up Butler and he's Elvis, you know, he's there to, he's there to be Elvis's foil yeah. and is just, n- doesn't take a scene off, doesn't take a second off, you know, yeah. he's and handed Butler, it up from moment one. Yeah. And Butler's I mean, yeah. Butler is amazing. I mean, <laughs> Butler is amazing. That's actually, that's the actual good. That's the one who yeah. should have, who did get yeah. the nomination, should have got yeah. the nomination. Yeah. Butler yeah. is, now he came and shake it. He's, you, you saw that part of the discourse, right? Uh, that Butler, I mean, can't, Butler can't stop doing the voice, or chooses not to do stop doing the voice.
1: Oh uh, no, I didn't see that part. He, he, yeah, he like is...
0: people people were cutting clips like five years ago. He was like, "Hey, I'm Austin Butler," and now he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Austin Butler," uh, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Dude, you're not an Elvis." <laughs> but apparently, he like does, he he like wants to it like gives him confidence. Like I forget someone explained it like in actual dude. Like mm-hmm. he just wants to, he he likes doing the Elvis voice now. Like sort of
1: i mean so, and actors too. are
0: weird maybe he's just maybe he's locked i always wonder how people go into accents sometimes like especially if you have like a when people like do american accents over the course of 20 years i'm like do they ever have trouble going back to their like do they remember what their real accent was or yeah. when you learn yeah. six accents do you lose some a little bit like so maybe butler sort of got locked into this voice like by mentally you know who knows
1: i remember when they were shooting um lincoln down in like richmond area and like they were talking about how like daniel day lewis would just show up like as abraham lincoln at a restaurant (laughs) (laughs) like i assume he didn't have
0: like the the stove by that but but, like but he had the facial he had everything else was he had the hair and the beard and you know
1: and yeah in fairness like i think that was while they were shooting the movie i don't i i assume he doesn't like Still go to the restaurants, Lincoln. Well, he's but he's a method. I, I think like he probably
0: yeah. talked in his like really quiet you know, Lincoln voice, yeah. you know, sing songy. Yeah. Like he yeah. I mean that's DDL though. At least we know he's a maybe Austin Butler will grow up to be DDL. Who knows? Maybe this is all part of the 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 new method master. But
1: yeah. regardless, he's I mean,
0: great. That movie's great.
1: It's it's hard to play a historical figure of that sort of, that's that well-known. and Which is
0: why I think Elvis is so good, because it does not try yeah. and play it straight at all. It doesn't try yeah, and, right. it doesn't purport to be this is the story of Elvis, right. like, from start yeah. to finish. It's like, here's a bunch of weird shit that's elvis E, and you're like, yeah, this is great.
1: I mean, you, you I, it, there's literal job that's Elvis impersonator, so you kind of have to not do <laughs> yes. a, an impersonation of Elvis, like because, yes. uh, like, literally there are hundreds of people who do that. Like um, He's
0: the most famous guy to be impersonated possibly ever yeah probably so anyway
1: but yeah i i agree i that one was close for me i really enjoyed it i thought it was 30 minutes too long but it is very very long um, i agree but it was a it was a total experience
0: (laughs) like like a like you
1: know yeah Uh, the
0: ending of that movie too when because i was i was waiting the whole movie i was like is butler gonna put on the fat suit like is he gonna be fat because he's so thin the entire movie Like, he's just hot and then finally for the last five minutes it's yeah. fat elvis playing the piano <laughs> which is yeah. amazing on its own he's got coke cans everywhere like it's butler in the fat suit which is great and then but then yeah. it does the amazing thing of cutting in real elvis and the actual performance yeah. and that's the you know and then you're just like yeah. okay now like i'm not even just laughing at fat elvis i'm like overwhelmed by this like story of Elvis as yeah. one of his final like you know star making moments when he like tapped into that p- potential and that that power he had that was sort of dissipated by then like just a beautiful the whole the whole sequence is just fantastic
1: yeah, I'm learning that you're like a big fat suit guy. So, <laughs> I, just, so I, just,
0: I think so. when done right, it adds, it's, I'm always I'm almost like, why are we doing this? Like, whose idea was this? What are we coming from? Unless you're playing a permanently fat, like if you're if you're like a Eddie Murphy in the Clumps, I get you just got to be in a guy in a fat suit. But like when you choose to deploy it otherwise, I find very interesting. I...
1: I mean, I can't believe we're not talking about the whale next, but um <laughs> I've
0: never seen I have still seen mean, the whale. I hear it's terrible, it. so I'm gonna <laughs> I wish Either but maybe it, I should say it just for the fat suit alone though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's as long as it's tasteful.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> all yeah. All right, Andrew, do you want to get into our our, our shared movies here and then Yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah. I mean it's a short list. There's there's a a very short list. Um yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, take My, it. All right, all right. So our, our the the two crossovers we had our at opposite two very ends different movies on spe- <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum in many many regards. Uh, the first one is Tar, which uh, is
0: starring Lydia Tar,
1: starring Lydia Tar, <laughs> aka Kate Blanchett, which is going to get a lot of airtime Sunday um, <clears throat> at the Oscars. And I then hope the other... so.
0: It'll get it'll get you know it, it'll get nominated for things. I hope it wins a few. Well, I, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't mean it's Kate gonna might win. not. Do you think do you think Kate's going to win? <sighs> I feel but, like I like Michelle I mean I, I, if it was any other movie I'd be like Michelle Yeoh great good for like what a great career you know God bless uh, you but if she beats Kate though I'm gonna be like come on Kate's just the best yeah Kate's the best it's the best performance it's so lived in like it's so it, like people people like this is if you read the internet this is a very common thing people like don't know that she's not a real person they're like they must be. She must be playing. That's why. That's yeah. part of the Lydia Tár joke is people are saying like they're confused. Yeah. They're like, wait, is Lydia Tár a real person? The Kate yeah, Blanchard is yeah. playing. They're like, no, she just inhabits this human yeah. being that has been made up so well.
1: I'm learning so much tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, I did know that joke, but I didn't get it. Um, now I get it. Uh, and you're you're kind of stole a little bit what I was going to say about that movie. Which oh, is sorry. No, it's it's all good. I I, I um it is all about Cate Blanchett and like to me, I I was like, I'm literally, I've literally struggled to think of a better individual performance. that just carries the whole film in, in recent memory. I mean, it's, 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 it's so good. Um, So will I be mad uh, if she doesn't win? No, because we've established uh, over years that the Oscars are stupid. And even if, (laughs) even if, she won or Michelle won. Like they probably would win for the wrong reason anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's that one. And then there's, there's decision to leave, which, uh, you know, just brings me back to one of the more awkward movie going experiences I've ever had, which is the handmaiden <laughs> with you, my good friend, That's incredibly uh, sexual movie,
0: <laughs> very yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, which is, you know, uh, as I think I wrote on letterbox, you know, Korean cinema is like the pound for pound champion of the world right yeah. now. Um, Park and, Chan-wook
0: and uh, Bong Joon-ho yeah. are just two, two Titans. It's good, yeah. I mean, great,
1: great movie. And, and like, a. You know, I sort of, to me, it sort of gave me Hitchcock vibes, but then also like a little bit in the mood for love, too. I, don't, I was getting all sorts of things off of that film. Really enjoyed it. I don't think for either of us near the top of our actual favorite films of the year, but. Good enough for both of us to, to, to make the list, anyway. Um,
0: and if this was a year with not with no Kate Blanchett and no Michelle Yeoh, then Tong Wei is the the yeah. to fatale in that. I'd be like, this yeah. is the best female performance of the year. This is so yeah. good. She's unbelievable. Yeah. She she has to do so much in that movie too. Like she has to carry the weight of of two totally different. Like the detective character is a little bit more of like a uh yeah. like a thrown for a loop sort of goofy dude, and so yeah. he's, he's loves he's love struck and all that kind of stuff. But she's playing you know the hard to get and then sort of chasing him at the second half and there's just there's so much going on and she has just so much meat there and she's she's taking a big you know big bite out of it and it's, uh, yeah. it's impressive
1: yeah yeah and you know and, and well like Park, Park Chan-mook as you said is well established now it's like you know if you don't know that name you should and if you know that name you Go and see whatever he does. At yeah. this point.
0: and this is one um, where like he's he's known for old boys, known for like you know yeah. uh, handmaiden, which is uh, you know extravagant. There's a lot going on. It's sexual. It's it's wild. This is a very muted movie, and I, I wrote in my thing. It's mute. I think it's muted on purpose. Like I think he's I think he's muting himself and seeing if he can yeah. sort of do it. You know, and yeah. and if and the characters play off that. Like it's just it just feels like he was like I'm gonna play it straight here. I'm gonna do a Hitchcock, and I'm just gonna like, but I'm gonna leave it like, but I'm gonna make it clear that I want to do more, but I'm sort of holding myself back. And I think you feel that throughout. Ever the rest of the movie and it just makes it that much more tense and that much more exciting to see what's going to happen next yeah
1: that and that movie just sets such a as you said like it just sets such a mood and tone like every decision and it's one i i need to probably rewatch at some point um it's on movie if you have movie uh, yeah I That's agree. like the it's like the one streaming service I don't have.
0: Um, <laughs> if you get every every weirdly every January movie emails you, if you had it before, they're like, "Do you want three months for like a dollar a month?" And I'm like, "Yes, of course, I, I will. Of course, I will do. It. Even if I watch nothing on this, I'm happy to return yeah. a movie for a second. So I'll watch *Decision League before I lose my three months at the very least. Yeah, there you go. But can we go back to *Tar* for a second? Oh, of course.
1: Like, yeah, you didn't really chime in. I mean, no. I, I think that movie is – it's not just Blanchett; it's it's, but she carries it. Nina and, Haas and is
0: incredible them. too. Nina Haas plays a yeah. wife in the movie, and oh is oh my you, gosh, know, is that's another example. How does she not get Best Supporting Actress? Like I just, it's just all. I mean, I'm I'm happy for the Everything Everywhere All At Once women. Jamie Lee Curtis is fine. Stephanie Hsu playing the daughter is great. Like she deserves hers. Like I get that that got so much love, but I just I mean, it's such a shame that Nina Haas didn't get nominated. She's so good in that movie. Like as much as Kate just takes over the screen and controls every scene and is almost every second. Like Nina Haas plays an incredibly important role in that movie. Like she's the counterbalance. She's and she finally gets her big moment at the end is in giving Lydia some shit and like it's just she's just so good. Like you just there's so much about that. Like like sort of hinting at what I was saying before, like the the joke that Lydia feels real, Tar feels real. There's the way the movie starts, with like that the New Yorker sequence and like Yeah. Like, and I it's it's highbrow. Like I get if you're if you don't yeah. like Already, it's, it's not even an already movie, but if you it, it's you a know? very weird intro because it will turn off people, you know they'll yeah. say, what's this New Yorker Adam Gopnik shit, like, fuck this, like, I'm turning <laughs> this off but the movie is funny after that and it's not, it's yes. it's like, you, like I don't give a shit about you know orchestras and classical music, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. but I like seeing Todd Field's version of like depiction of this world. Like, I like seeing the research he did and the work that all the actors and actresses did to like inhabit it. Like, I think that's the fascinating part to me is just watching it all function and it feels so real. Like, I, and it, it feels you know it has it has its own elements that there certainly are not totally accurate but like it feels like they strove to be as real as they could be you know and I think that's so impressive like you don't have to not every movie with a subject matter you don't have to be a fan of the subject matter to like the movie you know it's like there's no prerequisite that you like classical music If you, in case you like tar but but again I know that it starts in a way that is off-putting and I want I'm not sure why Field did that but I loved it like it, to me it just feels to me it establishes a backstory for her and this world and what she does in it and like there's it just makes it feel it makes it feel honest and it makes it feel like tied to a moment tied to now you know like she's she's certainly a creature of the now and the movie does a great job you know, it gets branded as sort of the cancel culture movie it's some loose circles, because there's a cancel element to it, but it's so much more than just that. That's such a reductive way to put it.
1: Yeah, well, that's sort of the entree into it, too. But, I mean, I, I think that intro is kind of important, just establishing, like...
0: She, she takes herself very seriously and is full of yes. shit, you know, like yes. she's, she's, yes. she's very smart. She's, she's the <laughs> smartest, most charismatic person in most rooms, but she's also clearly putting on a, a facade and selling yeah. herself and like, <clears throat> and, and hyping the myth and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I sort of like enjoyed the whole movie is sort of, it's about, it's about the, our own, you know, the, the the story we tell ourselves about ourselves and then how we behave out in the world, uh, to, to live up to whatever that story is. And, you know, I think a little bit, you know, sure. That is it, is there a cancel culture sort of element to it? Yeah. But I, that part of the discourse I did pick up a little bit on and I don't have much patience for it. Cause like, also this is just a movie about like fame and delusion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, I mean, and this idea we have sometimes that famous people or successful people are like better people special, or like yeah. deserve, deserve special treatment, deserve, you know, to be above the law. And like, they're just, they're so often just either they're good at one thing and bad at everything else, or they're there's entirely full of shit. Yeah.
1: Like
0: there's some rare people who are actually deserve special treatment, but most people are just lying to themselves, lying to us. And like when you, when, when, the, when it comes crumbling down, they fall apart, you know, and that's. That's the funny and delightful part of this movie is watching Tar just sort of uh, melt down. Yeah. Or, yeah, like you said, linking
1: the linking the totality of someone's personality to their one specific talent. Uh, yeah.
0: And they, overlooking their flaws that are yeah. gaping sometimes because they're not yeah. even bothering to hide them anymore because they don't have to because they're so famous, you know, and they know they can get away with it. And, like, that happens all the time. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, but Blanchett just. But but the, the fact to go back to K for a sec though, like just the the way she plays that character of being, you know, when you first watch it, I mean, I watch it a couple times now. Like you can tell she's full of shit, but you can also see why everyone loves her, and you can see she yeah. knows the right things to say. She uses big words, like she just, she knows, she just, she goes on little monologues constantly, like, she's just so trained, and so good at seducing everyone around her, literally and metaphorically, and like, but when you watch again, you can see, there's a brittleness, and there's like a, especially in the middle parts, like, hanging on by a thread, but there's just you can tell it's not, she's not sturdy, you know, you can tell there's not a ton behind what you're seeing in front of you like, even though she is brilliant and smart and great at her job, you can tell there's something going on and wrong, and like, I think the fact that Blanchett allows that to sort of seep through in the beginning and then sort of gush out is just how, I don't know how you do that as an actor.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a maestro performance.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> looks, it uh, really is. Uh, yeah, and Todd field, man, like I don't know with this movie, like, you know, Made little children made in the bedroom and was in Eyes Wide Shut and now just pulled this sort of out of nowhere and it's just it's a it's a remark he's hit the, the writing and directing is incredible too like it's just it's set up so well it's so vague with what you like it's this lived in world like we said that feels very real but it also you get so little information about the characters Much of it is picked up through context as the movie goes on you know like it's one of those movies where you don't even know people's names you know you just you know who they are in relation to Tar and you sort of learn over the course of two hours who they even are as humans just by little things that happen here and there
1: yeah yeah which is always the sign of a great, <clears throat> great yeah. so actually.
0: confident to do that like how do you how do you have the sort of wherewithal to pull that off let's you let you figure things out on your own That's yeah yeah no totally
1: well there's great.
0: our andrew what's our number one movie of
1: the year movie of the yeah there's no climax to this one i don't think <laughs> is there
0: I can't even remember. I gotta like pull up. Like, what did we pick last year? Oh, here we go. I'm gonna go through all of them, okay? So, in 2014, the first year we did this, or for for the 2014 movie, so in 2015. And for the 2014, the number one movie was Whiplash. Oh, yeah. For 2015, the number one movie was Creed. For 2016, the number one movie was Moonlight. For 2017, the number one movie was Get Out. For 2018, the number one movie was A Star is Born. For 2019, Mm. the number one movie was The Irishman. Excuse me, which I think I browbeat you into, and probably should have been Parasite, but we picked the Irishman. <laughs> 2022, 2020, the number one movie was Baccarat, which it was a <laughs> weird year. <laughs> You're right, that's right. For so many reasons. And then last year, the number one movie was Power of the Dog. Oh, yeah. It's pretty so good. So, really good choices. Like I, I mean, I still stand... I watched Irishman a week ago, and I still think Irishman is an excellent yeah. movie. But again, I mean, if, if we were to retcon that and say Parasite, that would be fair to me
1: uh yeah but irishman's not a
0: bad movie no it's marty and it's it's a it's a Mm -hmm. career sort of it's not the last movie you made but it certainly is a a capper on a a wonderful mob centric career like it's it's great so
1: this is the 10th version of our list uh
0: one two three maybe the 10th version of our list The, the podcast the list might have lasted longer than the podcast. This is okay. the these the we only we only decided on a, a number one movie with the podcast. So uh,
1: I see. I was going to say we were bookending a decade with uh, a. This is music.
0: this is the ninth year we've done a best of podcast.
1: <laughs> abusive musicians. We yeah. bookend. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's right. <laughs> that's a great point. I didn't see
0: the uh, the parallels there, but you're right. It's nine years, so it doesn't count. No. Well, next year we'll see what uh, what they throw at us, but uh,
1: yeah. Wow, that was that was quite a trip down memory lane. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, like, Creed and A Star Is Born were unconventional, but I think have aged well. In oh, that.
0: yeah. I um, remember Star Is Born was one of those fun ones where we sort of pulled it out. We literally didn't know before. I think we had before we started, like, I don't know what we're going to settle on. And we both liked that movie a pretty good amount. And then we picked it, and then every time I watch it for now, I'm like, yeah, this is 100% the right choice.
1: Oh, that's great. I don't even what was it up against that year. I have
0: no idea. Let's see what the best picture, 2018 best picture. Let's see. Sometimes this gives you the wrong year. Is this right? Uh, Hold on a sec. I'm doing this live, everybody. My apologies. I think this might be wrong. I can't. This is so stupid. I think this might be the... The literal twenty-eight. That's the twenty-eighteen show. I hate how it does this. Uh,
1: so we well, we had that what? year was also Roma and
0: ninety-first. Black Pansmen. Um. So this is the ninety-first Academy Awards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, Roma, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book. This is a pretty bad year. Green Book. Uh oh, One, remember? <laughs> I, <laughs> I just... do. I do remember Green Book. This was the bad year, so the Best Picture nominees that year, Green Book, which won, which, Jesus Christ, Black Panther, very good movie, still wouldn't, you know, wouldn't say my number one, but a great movie, Black Klansman, another good movie, wouldn't say number one, Bohemian Rhapsody, Nightmare, The Favorite, great movie, Roma, great movie, Stars Born, very good movie, and then Vice, not a good movie, so I guess not the worst five, but, you know, or not the not the five, not the worst nine, whatever it turned out to be, but a weird, certainly a weird nine.
1: Yeah yeah uh, and I think
0: we made the right choice like i'm as much as I enjoy Roma favorite and what else do I like yeah and back, black Klansman. Black I mean, I would say Star is Born's the best of those that bunch,
1: yeah,
0: agreed, wow, well, we're pretty good, we're batting a you know and Baccarat is a great movie too again it's weird you know we we uh i think given the the oddness of twenty twenty we made a good choice in picking something equally odd to win our yeah. award, yeah,
1: and power of the dog I don't know about, but you know 2021 was weird still too because yes like um not as weird as
0: 2020 but (laughs) but, no certainly (laughs) but but still recovering from the weirdness of 2020 for sure so all right well
1: we can we can be confident this will probably stand the test yes
0: tar i think is going to stand the test of time tar is a great movie at the very least it's not going to go out of date and kate is uh kate's been wonderful for decades now and is showing no signs of slowing down so yeah well, there you go. Andrew, we did it. Another year in the books.
1: Are we going to even talk about Sunday or no? I mean, I. I oh,
0: I mean, is, do you want to talk about Sunday? No. I'm going to be in Los Angeles. Do you want me to go say hi to anybody for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just
1: like Punch Wilson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he might be outside, you know, starting some shit. Who knows? He's not allowed in, I'm sure. But I, uh, like, Emancipation did not get any nominations, so he's definitely not allowed
1: in. Uh, Chris Rock did make a joke about that in the special. He said something like, "I have to turn on Apple TV to watch to beat the hell." Out of so yeah, that was kind of funny.
0: Uh, anyway, no, I mean, it's it's going to be an everything, everywhere sweep. Uh, you know, unfortunately slash fortunately, which I guess is fine. We out. Know. Yeah. I don't. I wish it wouldn't win. One thing I will say: if it won Best Picture, I'd be fine. If it won, yeah, Michelle Yeoh wins. Obviously, that's fine. If one of the the two women win Best Supporting, that's great. I just wish I wish Banshees would win Screenplay because I do like. I'm glad McDonough's bounced back from Three Billboards, which was deplorable. And <laughs> I would not. I think he's a great writer. Like he should win a Screenplay Oscar. Is the right even though he directed Banshees very well but I think he should win a screenplay Oscar and then I wish it just you know I wish the best director I wish Todd Field would win for Tar yeah I think it's such a well directed I think that movie in a lesser hands that's the that movie doesn't even exist like I don't even know what that is in other hands you know was the, the Daniels are
1: going to win, I assume. Yeah,
0: and, th- and like as much as I like that movie, like someone else could make that movie. Like it's not impossible yeah. to me. I'm glad they did. Maybe maybe they wouldn't have gotten it through the way they did. I'm happy they did. Again, it's a very wonderful movie. But I just think Todd Field is just such a force with Tar, and I just really I hate this. I'd even wouldn't mind if McDonough win. Like I th- I think the Daniels. Just I, I like the performances of that movie way more than I like the conceit and the yeah. and the yeah. end product.
1: I, I Agree, and that's sort of why it didn't, it didn't sort of settle in my top
0: ten. In the end, was like
1: it, it. I mean, even like sort of the end, teary, emotional part was like the The writing was kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Like anyway, uh, I was gonna make a joke for all the everything, everywhere, all at once fans, which was that someone did make that movie this year. It was called Doctor Strange and the
0: Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> oh, wow! Just for all those people, they're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna be public enemy number one if you say stuff like that.
1: Well, our tens of listeners, I'm sure, will point them <laughs> in the uh, direction. Those are those are the those are the, the people who still haven't deleted us from their podcast. Page.
0: That's right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean it they they did the Oscars didn't do the worst job this year. Brian Tyree Henry got a nomination. That's cool. Like I really enjoy Brian Tyree Henry. If Angela Bassett wins for a Marvel movie, I don't think that is entirely deserved, but I like Angela Bassett a lot. So that's ultimately fine, you know. Again, if Kate gets it, if you know Farrell wins, which is possible, that'd be great. If Frazier wins for a movie that everyone says is kind of bad, that would be great just because cool to see Brendan Fraser win an Oscar. you know like there will probably be some good moments that make us all happy, but the, the the idea again that this is the ultimate decision maker of what is quote unquote good or not is just so facetious and stupid at this point that it's almost embarrassing to try and say it oh i mean
1: green book has ascended to the canon of- <laughs> yes i believe i saw it like in in the top 10 of the the bfi list right the sight and sound
0: green book oh yeah it was not number- it was uh yeah it was citizen kane it was green book it was the genie 1942 movie that surged it was green book and that one were really neck and neck you know they were all the if cooper came back to life he'd be like green book yeah this is it this is what i was looking for <laughs>
1: The titans of cinema, the fair.
0: <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> Do you see what the titans of cinema are making now? Have you seen the Woody Harrelson movie that's coming out? Is uh... Where Woody Harrelson teaches developmentally disabled, uh, like young adults, how to play basketball. Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's, It's a movie, man. I've seen a lot of trailers. Truly amazing that it's coming. I mean, I'm sure, you know, as much as the Farrelly's can show restraint, I can't imagine it would exist if it was not somewhat restrained, somewhat reasonable for 2023. But just the fact that it exists at all, I was like, who is asking for this? Why why is this happening? Watch a trailer when you're done with this. You're going to text me and be like, what the fuck is going on? It's called like Underdog. It's called something stupid. Champions, Underdog, something like that. Look for Woody basketball movie and you'll find it.
1: Look, uh, well, that's gonna be white men can't jump. Well,
0: it? no, it's gonna be superseded now because this movie's gonna make five hundred million dollars and <laughs> change time, the world.
1: Anytime you win an Oscar for reverse driving Miss Daisy, you you got you gotta follow it up with a movie with development disabled.
0: Yeah, you got to. There's no, there's no <laughs> other way around it. He was compelled by history to do it. I right? didn't want to. John
1: Ford or some <laughs> <L's, laughs> <it's
0: hilarious. laughs> Oh my God! Well. You know what? If you like the Oscars, I'll be watching. I literally will be in Los Angeles. I'll be watching it. Like, it's fine. Enjoy it for what it is. Maybe someone you like will win, and that will be cool, and we can all cheer for that. But, you know, it's just its like we said. We, we, we've talked about it a million times. Go to inrealdeep.com and, read, and search Oscars, and you'll read plenty of us ranting. Or download our other podcast episodes as we complain about various things, and you'll you will get our very strong takes on this enterprise, which have not changed at all, really. Same same thing every year. Yeah. Same was... thing. Look,
1: yeah, no, I'll I'll be watching. Amanda and I always order Chinese food every year, so we're going to continue to do that. Um, so we'll have a dumpling and hope no one gets smacked in the face.
0: <laughs> no, it would be. There was way more interesting when someone got slapped in the face. You know, that did that yeah. added the air of uncertainty to it that they could probably use every now and then.
1: I don't need that much. Interest. Just not
0: physical. Yeah, no, no, no threats of violence for sure. But it was nice to have. It was nice to be awakened in the middle of that show and go, "What does that happen?" Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening, coming back, returning to Unreal D podcast. We're so happy to do this. Andrew, it was great to do this with you. It's wonderful to talk movies. We, we went all around and back and down. We did. We almost did an hour and 20 minutes. So that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, but once a year. I mean, yeah, that's right.
0: okay. we supersize it once a year. We pack all of our thoughts in and then we dump them all on you all. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening we hope you enjoy the Oscars we hope you enjoyed this we hope you enjoyed the movies of 2022 we'll be seeing you further on up the road adios